Welcome to the post-expansion draft, post-college draft podcast of Soccer Over Gotham. We have some massive news to cover. Gotham goes full throttle into win-now mode. Can't wait to break that down for you guys. We are your hosts, Ruby and Gary. Without any further ado, let's go Gotham. Let's get on to the show. Ruby, wow. Gotham acting like a big club in a big market. My excitement for the season is 11 out of 10 at the moment. How are you doing? I am doing incredible. Oh my God. Like you said, Gotham is acting like a big club. Finally, you're going to see New York, New Jersey on the map with big names on the roster. And if you're asking me if I'm excited, heck yes, I'm excited. I'm so excited for 2022 season. Yeah, so Ruby, I, got, I finally got to hang out with my little, so Ooh. I'm now officially a big brother. <laughs> we got to see that new Spider-Man movie in 3D. It was an amazing experience. I still don't know what's going on. I need a Marvel education. <laughs> I'm not far behind you. I mean, I watch some of the movies and I kind of know what's going on, but I'm not obsessed with Marvel and stuff, but I'm actually going to go see the movie after Christmas, because most of the things were sold out, I was I don't really care. But again, I do care about spoilers, so please, no no spoilers. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it to you. That's how <laughs> that's how bad my Marvel education is. <laughs> uh, this was last night. There was that crazy game, forty thousand fans in the stands, and a hundred thousand watched it on YouTube. Something crazy like that is amazing to see the the sport grow. Oh my god, that game was so crazy. Liga Mexico Femenil. Oh my God. Tigres against Rayadas. It was one one of the best games I've seen since, you know, the season ended with the NWSL. I wasn't really expecting much. I was like, all right. And I totally forgot about the game. And then I was on Twitter and I saw, I was like, oh my God, the game's today. So I put it on TV and what a show. First of all, the stadium was packed. A lot of fans went to watch this game, which is a female soccer game, one. Then the show and the organization of this was amazing. They had fireworks. They had this. Like, the whole presentation was amazing. It makes actually makes you feel like you're a professional soccer player. And then the players gave a show. That game was incredibly good. They're both going at it. Rayadas was playing a little more defensively than Tigres, and... Honestly, I think Reyes got really lucky they didn't Tigres didn't score on them because they were trying so hard. And then 0-0 final and we went to penalties. And I think her last name is Godinez. The the keeper from Rayadas did an amazing job. She kind of reminded me like Memo Ochoa from the Mexican team. I think she's like the female Memo Ochoa. It was it was incredible. They did that really cool thing that we probably would do if it was during that time period, but they threw all the uh, little teddy bears and toys onto the Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, that, that so was cool. amazing. <laughs> and they all take it. They take it and give it to charity, which is amazing. So yeah, no kid, no kid goes out present for Christmas. I oh, another that. another thing I want to mention: the trophy. That trophy. That's the kind of trophy we need. Have you seen the NWSL trophy with a little yeah. girl kicking the ball? No, we got to step <laughs> it up, NWSL, and get a better trophy. <laughs> No doubt. They definitely do. Before we get on to the show, I, I want to welcome the new fans of the team and the show. Since the signing of Harris, Krieger, and now Mewis, I will discuss later, our show got a ton of new traffic from all over. 
Denmark, Iraq, Switzerland, Poland, Italy, Greece, right. UK, all over. It's a super exciting, and we, we welcome you all. And please, if you're a fan outside the U.S., send us a message. We'd love to talk to you. Soccerovergotham at gmail.com. Speaking of which, shout out to Chris Latham from UK, who sent us a great little note. Looking forward to growing the sport with you, Chris. Thanks again. Last season, I got to be part of the Gotham UK fan site launch, which was really cool. And I hope to help them get them get going strong this season as well. Yep. I saw you on the pod. I saw you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And everyone got to see Henry for the first time. My oh, podcast yeah. intern. Let's, let's take a look at some of the moves that went out. We have one more move to go. Manny McGlynn got moved to Sweden. as well. She was our third keeper going to last season, possibly our second keeper going to this season. Your thoughts on this move, Ruby? So with Mandy leaving to Sweden, now we're left... Well, technically, we were left with no keepers, but <laughs> mm-hmm. from from last season. We have no keepers from last season. We only have one keeper, which is Ashlyn Harris, formerly from Orlando Pride. And I think now that Mandy's leaving, or I thought actually with everyone else leaving, and Mandy was going to stay with Gotham and actually shine with Gotham. And this was going to be like her year with Gotham. But no, she got an opportunity to go overseas and maybe even get some play time, which is totally understandable. I, if I get an opportunity to go play and get some minutes, I would totally do it too. And everything that we've heard from Mandy McLean, the only things we've heard are good things from her. And I think she's going to go kill it over there and she's going to come back and kill it over here too. Yeah. So a, a word on our former coach. So this one is frustrating. Uh, our former coach was terrible with youth players. We're still feeling the repercussions of that. Mandy is considered to be a future U.S. number one. And according to the goalkeeping coach, she was really, really highly ranked. So it's sad to see her get moved. But again, she needs minutes. Harris is a starter. That's the way things go. Good luck, Mandy. You know, we'll hopefully see you when your loan expires. But all right, let's move on to the off-season news. Ruby, Gotham gave up 200K in allocation money to San Diego for their first expansion pick. Christy Mewis, Ruby, your thoughts? 200K. Oh, my God, that's a lot of money. I don't know about you, but I think those 200K were worth it to get Christy Mewis with us. It is a lot of money, but I believe if you want to win a championship, we have to go for it. We have to put everything on the table, and that's what Gotham is doing right now. They put all the money on the table, and they're bringing all these great names and great talent to Gotham. Adding Christy Mewis, it's big because this past season, we have been struggling with the transition from midfield to our forwards. So I believe she's going to bring that to the team and Let's go Gotham. Honestly, Gotham is going to be a powerhouse this season. Early in the offseason, I ran a poll at Over Gotham Pod on Twitter asking the fans what was a bigger offseason priority, signing a number 10 playmaker to free up Midge and Iffy, or a big-name player to replace Carly Lloyd. And now at the time of the posting the poll, I was pondering, and I thought if there was one player that could fill both those needs, who would that be? And I immediately thought of Christy Buis. Not you only called was it. A- Yeah. Not only a perfect fit, but there were rumors of her not being happy and playing in Houston. There really wasn't anybody else after Christy. It was Mm -hmm. Mewis. When I saw Mewis taken by San Diego, I said to you and Jenna, I said, Gotham has a bunch of allocation money. They should make a go for it. 
And then seconds later, it was announced. And I just, I couldn't be any more excited about this move. Anamanu, Purse, and now Mewis. What Ooh. an absolutely terrifying <laughs> front three. Mewis can not only skin defenders and draw attention, make killer runs in the box, but absolutely free up Iffy and Purse. No more having to drop back into the midfield to get touches on the ball. Christie can find those spaces and hold the ball up. Mm-hmm. If the defense tries to play a high line, if he's going to push that line and get behind, if they clog the middle, Christie's just going to occupy those defenders. And Midge is going to be able to operate with less defenders. She's going to get to the edge and just burn her defenders like she mm-hmm. always does. This will be an absolutely dynamic attack. And oh yeah, watch out for Monaghan to have a breakout season. She's going to be so free to do what she does best. Find that space underneath, drag defenders around, pull defenses apart. How could you even think to stop that? Those are four attackers who have all unique tool sets to unlock defenses. They could be, as friend of the show Robbie said, unstoppable. Can you tell I'm excited? Uh, nope. Nope. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> of course you're excited. And unstoppable is correct. You're right. Like this this team is scary scary team to coming in 2022 so the opponent's defense will have some work to do in 2022 season just imagine all these players coming up to you and let's say if you're defending someone let's say they're defending iffy then someone else is going to be open they're also a threat so we're going to have so many options we're going to have this amazing attacking third next season and can we win the Challenge Cup? Maybe even a regular season championship? Or maybe both? Who knows? Like It all depends how fast they can get used to each other and if there's chemistry on the field. And I strongly believe that Scott, Becky, and Beb are creating this team for a championship. I believe in that. And I, I trust them. So talking about next year, so they announced the schedule for next year. So there will be a six-week preseason camp starting February 1st. Then we're going to have the Challenge Cup starting March 19th, and it's, and it's going to end May 7th. And then we're going to have the regular season, and that's going to start. And we're going to look for a champ- championship to be the weekend of October 28th, so a little earlier than this year. But at least we have some kind of timeline now. No doubt. And one more thing about tactics. So last season, uh, Carly Lloyd is not a number 10. She's a number nine. So there was a lot of times where Purse got to the end line and she wanted to cut that ball back to like the, the penalty spot or maybe close to the 18. There's that beautiful cutback pass that every right or left wing wants to make when they get to the end line. Carly mm-hmm. was never in the spot to get that because she was always acting like a number nine and just pressing the goalkeeper. So you kind of had to play that ball across. So now if he gets the cut inside, she gets to dominate that spot. And then Mewis is going to make that beautiful delayed run and find that ball. And it's going to be just amazing. I can't wait to just, this is stuff that keeps me up at night. Just thinking of all the <laughs> cool ways we can score goals. <laughs> yeah. And but, don't forget about Kawasumi. We still have Kawasumi as well. Yeah, She's good. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so surprised she's back. I'm glad she is though. Yeah. Once you get over Kaylin leaving, I'm still not, but I'm trying. <laughs> it's not hard to get excited for Ashlyn and Allie. Uh, those are yeah. two athletes with a full trophy case and all indications that they're good teammates and good people. And they're really coming in here to win the cup. That move coupled with Christy is an absolute win now move. And I'm so here for it. Let's go 
Gotham in our off-season wishlist show with best friend of the show, Jenna Tonelli, who is, side note, by the way, killing it with the content. Yeah. She's she's putting putting like a new interview out every day. And and I don't know what you're doing with your life if you're not following Jenna. You got to follow her on Twitter, Jenna Tonelli (laughs) on Twitter. She's amazing. So anyway, one of my wishlist items was for this club to start acting like a big club in a big market. LA and San Diego are coming in hot. Don't let them forget about the New Jersey, New York market. These are some absolutely big club moves. I think Gotham knocked my wish list out of the park. When is next season starting? You said the 19th. Yeah. Ruby, start the clock. I'm ready. Let's do it. Right. So let's talk a bit about some of the other incoming moves, starting with Cameron Tucker of BYU, signed right before the draft. Ruby, your thoughts on Cameron? I am so excited to see all the rookies this season and my hope for this season is to see all the rookies play some minutes because like we've seen in the past with our past coach we didn't get to see much of the rookies last season so hopefully we get to see them play and get some minutes and just a little bit about Tucker Tucker scored the six most all-time goals with 43 and the eighth most all-time assist with 29 she was named the 2021 Women's College Cup All-Tournament team last week after helping lead the Cougars to the national championship title game for the first time in BYU history. That's amazing. And Tucker has been named West Coast Conference Player of the Week five times throughout her career with two honors during the 2021 season. So we're getting another talented player, and I'm excited to see what she has to bring starting her professional career. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of young players getting minutes, Jenna, as we mentioned earlier, did a really good article with Scott Parkinson. You should all read it. But there was a quote from there that I wanted to just bring up real quickly. He says that for him, you're not bringing <laughs> the players just to be young training partners. Yeah. We truly believe they are the future and the future with us. They fit the way we want to play the game and they fit our player profiles. That's awesome. This is an interesting move for me. Cameron decided to take the extra year afforded by COVID and Gotham put her on their discovery list. As I pointed out in an early pod, earlier podcast, it's a stupid rule and it really, <laughs> at its core, it punishes the player as it pertains to their ability to choose their path. I don't like the rule. How do I explain this nonsense? Uh, so it, <laughs> You could call it the dibs rule, uh, if you know what that means, but it's, essentially teams can call dibs on players that are not currently in the NWSL. If that player decided to come to an NWSL team, the team that called dibs gets compensated if that player signs with another club. It's silly, but there was one funny way that happened this season. I mentioned on an earlier podcast, but I'll say it again. But Portland, when they went to sign Moutry, uh, that's their player that they have grown since she was 10, 11 years old. And now she's on their roster. But, well, went in right before them and put a discovery on her. So they Portland had to pay OL to get their own player, which is silly. Good on uh, OL to you know stick it to a rival, but it is, again, a silly rule, and we don't like it. As far as Cameron is concerned, she is an exciting player. She looks, she looks like a clone of Monaghan, maybe a bit more direct, could be a great find. She likes to, you know, like Paige, drive into the box and wrong foot defenders. I'm excited for her. She looks like she could be a great get off the bench as an attacking option. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. 
Uh, but the dibs rule, that's actually funny. <laughs> that's funny. It's like when you, like, you know, when you're little and you don't want anyone to touch your food. So you'll lick it or take a bite out of it so no one else wants it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. <laughs> but, you know, let's move to the draft. Uh, the biggest holes left on this team are backup keeper and defensive depth. Let's see how we did. Gotham gets keeper Hensley Handcuff of Clemson, midfielder Raleigh Lohman of Michigan, defender Kelly Ann Livingstone out of Georgetown. Ruby, your thoughts on this group? I think Gotham did a great job with their picks, and I think they really went and did the research and picked the right players for Gotham and to fit, fit the culture and everything that Gotham represents. When you lose four star keepers, it only made sense for Gotham to go with a keeper. The best part is that Handcuff is a talented player. And in the article that Jenna wrote about Handcuff, she says that she's ready to put her head down and she's ready to work. She also mentioned that she has trained with Harris before. So she gets to trade and play with her again as a, uh, as a professional athlete, uh, full circle. I, and I love her story, honestly. If you read the article, she talks about how she had cancer and she had to go through, through challenging things through her career. But soccer is one of the things she's passionate about. So I, I really love her story and I can't wait to see her. Everyone should definitely go, go read that article. It's awesome. Uh, a word on our reserve team first. So the Gotham reserve team, if you haven't paid attention, was a beast this season. They were stacked and just simply blowing out teams. 6 nothing, 7-1. It's crazy. And it's good to see a bunch of them getting drafted because that's exactly what reserve teams are for. I look forward to folding in updates on them as we go. And speaking of the reserve team, I expect Loman and probably Livingstone to be with the reserve teams this season. It's not a knock on them. Uh, I just think we're absolutely stacked in the center back position unless Livingstone wants to play as an outside back, which she has in college at some point. So that's possibly a spot for her. As far as Loman, Loman is a six or an eight. We are absolutely stacked there as well. Obviously with Long and Zerboni and Cujo and uh, Taryn Torres, who just got signed up from the Gotham Reserve teams, who was a draft pick last season, is also a six and an eight. So I expect her to follow in her footsteps back to the reserve team. But the story of the draft is the keeper. Hensley is an incredible story. As you said, she battled through cancer and just seems like an incredible human being. You know, Casey Murphy looks big at 6'1". <laughs> Hensley is 6'3". So she is imposing. A bit of a project. Has all the tools to make it to the national pool of keepers. Gotham may have gotten one of the steals of the draft here. And what better keeper to learn from than Harris. I really yeah. love this move. Absolutely. And if I'm curious, Ruby, your overall thoughts on this offseason so far. One thing I want to say is I do not want to stand next to Murphy or Hansley because I am pretty short. I'm 5'2", so... <laughs> Whew, okay. <laughs> but anyway, I think Gotham FC is definitely building the hype for next season, and I am super hyped. That's technically my overall of this offseason if you think that gotham did great like this past season 2021 you definitely and i definitely cannot wait for 2022 yeah we like to take digs at uh, diaspora united they're an amazing podcast too but they're like both of them are tall ish i know andre is probably really really tall but but we can't really talk trash because i think we're the shortest podcast uh, <laughs> in nwsl coverage 
I'm like five six on a tall day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even wear heels, so I'm five two every day. <laughs> <laughs> so the college draft, if you look at it in a vacuum. For me, it's a bit underwhelming as it stands. When you're most excited about a backup keeper who may be your third keeper by, on the death chart by the time season rolls around, you know it wasn't that exciting. However, uh, you know teams don't carry just two keepers. Gotham had four rolling into last season. I expect another keeper to enter the fold by next the next season start. However, I love trading out of the first round and getting an extra pick next year in the first round. That was a great move. There's a ton of top draft picks this year that deferred to take that extra year of eligibility by COVID. So next draft, it's going to be absolutely loaded with talent. So Ruby, we definitely have to root against Seattle all next season. (laughs) We need them to get the worst record and the top pick for us. (laughs) Overall, I'm loving this offseason. From the top to the bottom, a lot can change. As far as we know, Midge Purse, Anamanu, Didasco, and Dorsey are still out of contract and haven't been signed yet. If any of them do not resign, that will absolutely bring down my excitement level for this next season. But as it stands, home run all around from Yael on down. I'm extremely thankful for Yael allowing players to move out of the club that wanted to. As we mentioned on the last podcast, without a CBA, players really have no say and where they go and what they do. So for her to actually listen to the players and say, hey, is this where you want to go? Let's make it happen. And she made it happen for them. And it's I'm so happy for that. So she understands the players like nobody else. Grateful for her. Not only that, but the aggressive way that they fill these holes with top-notch talent. Yeah. Harrison Krieger, they're going to be an exciting addition to this team, like we said earlier. They're winners. U.S. is the absolute perfect fit. And she's a super talent. This team is ready to win now. This roster is deep and it is dynamic. You can feel the passion that Scott Parkinson has for coaching and this team. And let me remind the listeners, we were undefeated under Scott during the regular season. This roster, as it stands today, I feel is better than last season's. I can't wait to cover this team making a run to the title in 2022. It's going to be Gotham's year undefeated under Scott that it that it's great that is actually really awesome from someone coming into to the team mid-season and having to get used to or getting the players used to you it's it's pretty difficult and having that under your belt undefeated during that time that it that it's great hopefully all all the players that haven't signed, please just sign. That's my only Christmas wish for, for now. Yeah. You know, side note, a lot of these shows or articles will like to give like instant draft all season grades, which are silly. Like it really takes like three years to know if you're starting, if your strategy moves or work success. That being <laughs> said, I do have two off season grades to give out. No context. <laughs> you know, I know, where, I know where you're going. <laughs> North Go Carolina. In Portland, you get big fat Fs, big fat <laughs> Fs for Portland and North Carolina. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> I have no comment about it because I don't want to give attention to to the negativity and these players. Yeah. Honestly, I just want to like focus on what's good with with our team or with the other teams. Uh, no comment, honestly, on yeah. my part. <laughs> No contest. Moving on. Ruby, 
I'm curious your best 11 at this point. So what is your lineup and who are you starting? Oh my God, you're putting me in the spot here. All right. So, but you're putting me in the spot because there's a lot of options in this team. If, if the roster is what it's looking like, we're stacked. So we have, we can do many combinations with the players that we have, but I did really like the four, three, three formation. For me, it would be Purs, Mewis, Page, or maybe Iffy. And then Serboni, Long, Didasco. And then in the back would be Dorsey, Freeman, Johnson, and Krieger for me. I like that, putting uh, Didasco in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is an interesting thought. I think, I think she can go... She could attack and defend. She, I think she can go from yeah. side to side. I think she'll she'll be good. Really interesting thought. I'm going to think about that later. But <laughs> for me, like I said, you said the four three three formation kind of worked for this roster. Or four four two diamond, very similar to the four three three. Purse and Anamanu pressed up high with Mewis underneath at the tip of the diamond. That's my dream setup. <laughs> then Monahan working the wide channels underneath with Zerboni in the half spaces. Long at the base of the six, Dorsey, Freeman, Krieger, Didasco across the back. I can also see a, a back five with Dorsey, Didasco higher up, Freeman and Krieger and Johnson Lewandowski. Yeah, pick, take your pick of any of those. There are many possibilities with this roster. Before we get to random thoughts, good news out of Gotham. Estelle Johnson is here to stay. Signed a one-year contract with an option year. Ruby, your thoughts? Heck yes, I tackle planes back. I honestly it can't get better, any better than this. I am so happy Stell decided to stay with Gotham. She has been a crucial part for Gotham's defense, and her being with us, it's great. I honestly love her style of play, her defensive instinct. It's amazing. Can't have enough good players, and I'm just so happy for Stell that she's back and. What an awesome death piece. We have essentially have five starting center backs essentially in this group, which is crazy. So she is the slide tackle queen, as you said. Her fit walks are amazing. And yes. I'm just glad she's here for one more year. Ruby, do you have any random thoughts? My only random thought that I have for this show and as the year, the year it's ending, I am so happy that I know I'm no longer working two jobs. So I quit my second job and it honestly feels so surreal because I've been working like 70 hours a week for the past three years. And now I will have more time for other projects and spend more time with my wife. And I am just super happy and I'm so ready for 2022. It's going to be a new beginning. I'm I'm just excited with all the time that I'm going to have. I'm going to go crazy probably. And honestly, we wouldn't be here without our listeners and the people who has given their time to be part of our interviews. It's it's great. And I just want to say thank you. Yeah, we're making that Joe Rogan podcast money now. So <laughs> you can start quitting their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, you know, my random thought is just, again, as you just pointed out, to take a second to talk about this podcast and what we've achieved in our first season and what to look for next season. I wanted to talk about the milestones we've reached this season with your help. Also speaking of, for both of us, we just wanted to say thank you to all of you who invested in us. We appreciate you so much. Thinking back to when we started this thing, I was so nervous and scared. Like I've never <laughs> done anything like this. So I didn't know if it was going to work and you stuck by all of us. And I can't say enough about you guys. 
I had this list of things <laughs> I wanted to accomplish this season, and we've exceeded every one of them. I needed a co-host for this podcast, and I was expecting to interview so many people. I had this list of things I wanted in a co-host, and when I put out the call, Ruby, you're the first person to reach out, and there wasn't anybody else. Just shut it down. <laughs> Couldn't imagine a better partner. Thanks, Ruby. You're the best. Yeah, I was the only one who signed up, so that's why I'm here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shut that, I shut that <laughs> down. No, but yeah, honestly, I don't even know why I signed up. But all I know is I love soccer and I love everything that has to do with it. So I was like, you know what? This is this is something that I really want to do. I never done this before as well. And we're trying to get better for you guys. So just bear with us. We're trying here. Yeah. And but we're we're actually getting better. Again, don't listen to that first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple so, episodes ago, Ruby, uh, we talked about possibly hitting our thousand downloads. Yeah. We are way past that now. We, we we hit our first hundred plus listener episode. We are officially the top team specific NWSL podcast in the league. We are now in the top 25% of all podcasts and listens per episode. We've made it into the top 80 of American soccer podcast listens for a month in October. We're going to smash that next season with your help. I'm just dancing in the background while you say all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've grown as podcasters and I know I've grown as a person. Putting out a quality podcast takes a lot of time, energy, and money. But, you know, it's going to work out in the end. The team deserves it. You all deserve this. And we want to cover this team and the league like nobody else can. This is why we're bringing in more content producers like Mickey Alfano. I'm excited to see what she can bring. We need more content writers. So let us know if you have any ideas you want to share. We're listening. We did speak to Gotham about getting one player a month for interviews and articles. They seemed open to it if the players are. So we want to add more supporter group content to give you all more of a voice. Supporter clubs are the lifeblood of soccer. As a former player, I have grown to appreciate every fan and supporter of my clubs that I played for. And I absolutely have a, have a soft spot for Cloud9, who's amazing. If you guys have not checked out Cloud9, do so. cloud 9 Goth. Twitter. So find them, get a membership. It's cheap and it really helps amplify your voice and in the league and then with the team. They do amazing work. You'll love to see them. They put amazing TFOs. They bring it every game. They're the ones that bring the atmosphere to every game that you go to. And I can't wait for you guys to meet them. They're going to just love them. For Ruby and I, thank you one more time for listening. We will be back next week with an interview with assistant coach Becky Tweed when she gets back from England. I can't wait to hear her thoughts on the players and the moves we've made. Happy holidays, everybody. We will see you all on the next one. It has been an incredible season. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm just going to go party because all these stats you said, party and party. <laughs> Happy yes. holidays. All right, everyone. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go.